AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. What up? It's the Crossover Pod, Friday edition. I'm Howard Beck, senior writer for Sports Illustrated. Really excited, like super duper excited, mega excited for today's podcast. And I think you will be too. My guest is the great Dirk Nowitzki, NBA champion, NBA legend, newly inducted member of the 75th anniversary team, arguably the greatest international player ever. Some may debate that. I believe he is. Uh, certain to be in the Hall of Fame once he's eligible, I believe, next year. And also just one of the all-time great guys in this league. Dirk is the subject of a new book. It's called The Great Nowitzki, Basketball and the Meaning of Life. The author is Thomas Pletzinger, an award-winning German novelist, screenwriter, and basketball fanatic. It's a wonderful book chronicling Dirk's career. The author followed him around for several years, got to see his private workouts, got to know him and his inner circle really well. It's an up-close and personal look that I think we rarely saw during Dirk's career. Uh, The book was actually published a few years ago in German. It's now being uh, re-released, in effect, in English here in the States by W.W. Norton and Company. Um, They also hosted us for this interview in Manhattan, so thank you, Norton. Go find the book in all the usual places. I highly recommend it. 
Before we get to Dirk, a quick reminder, please subscribe, rate, and review The Crossover wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out on YouTube as well. Search there for Sports Illustrated Podcasts. You'll find us there. And hit me with all your feedback on Twitter, at Howard Beck. Okay, my conversation with the one and only Dirk Nowitzki is coming up next, so stick around. This is The Crossover, an NBA show hosted by Sports Illustrated's Chris Mannix and Howard Beck. It's a whole new level for you and me, Chris, this relationship. Like and subscribe for the best weekly NBA content these two are capable of. What does that mean? Could be the best duo ever. I don't see how you can beat that. Here they are, Chris Mannix and Howard Beck. Now, very pleased to be joined by a man who can be introduced by one name. Not that many guys in NBA history who could just say one name. Dirk, how are you, sir? How's it going? Good to see you. I'm great. Great to see you. Uh, welcome to New York. Um, we get the treat of occasional uh, screaming and uh, sirens and things in the background here. So That's part uh, of it. That's New York City. we we got to have the atmosphere uh, mm-hmm. built into it. Um, we're not videoing this, folks, because uh, we're um, in person at the offices of W.W. Norton, the publisher uh, for this book that we'll discuss. Um, So you can't see this, folks, but I need you to know that Dirk Nowitzki is holding the microphone, leaning back much as he did through (laughs) two decades of press conferences, and I think that's important to note. That is my style. That is my style. That's what I do, yes. (laughs) I don't want to dwell on this too long, but when did you realize that was your style? Was that conscious? Did you realize that those of us who are watching you every night are starting to do like, you know, Dirk's got this microphone thing. He doesn't do this like other people. I'm not sure how that that happened, but mostly at the press conference after games, I was tired. I just wanted to lay back and (laughs) chill and sit down and you know have a have a nice press conference with uh, with you guys and and not be you know lean hunched forward or be too tight and I just wanted to be a a family type atmosphere and hopefully uh, hopefully that what it was you liked it. it was relaxing plus it just it looked like at any minute you could just bust out in, in song start I don't know singing Hasselhoff or something oh no you don't want that action you don't no. want that I, come on this, this podcast <laughs> anything goes you if you want to sing you can sing I've been looking for freedom all right that's all I got excellent that's all, all right that's worth the price of admission right there um so uh new book out not that new. This came out, uh, it was published in German mm-hmm. three years ago. The book is The Great Nowitzki, Basketball and the Meaning of Life by, I'm told, Tomas Pletzinger. Uh, <laughs> described as an award-winning German novelist, screenwriter, and basketball fanatic. And I think the fanatic part's really important here because the way he comes to you, this is in, I think, 2011, after you guys have won the championship, this mm-hmm. big moment in your career, your life. And he spends the next, like, seven years stalking you, essentially. Uh, I'm I'm being facetious, of course. But you granted a ton of access to him. Um, He writes through his own lens as a fan and as a fan of yours in addition to telling your story. So it's very unusual. It's really compelling. How did this come about? So Thomas is uh, is not the normal sports writer, you know. He's uh, he's a real author, and he came up to me with this idea of of making a book together. And I've known him from from stuff before that we've done together. And uh, I thought, sure, it might be interesting. My last couple of years, and you know, you can chronicle that and kind of be a part of that. Not knowing, of course, at the time that I was going to play another almost ten years, and he had to follow me uh, through this whole time. So, but. You know, he was part of the crew. Uh, you know, I have a small entourage of people in my circle, and, and, and Thomas was just part of the crew there for, for my last seven, eight years of my career. And um, 
I th- he did he did a wonderful job this the describing stuff that he saw out of out of his eyes and still telling my story so I'd say it's not a normal biography or anything like that but it's it's a, it's a cool read and like you said it came out in Germany a couple of years ago and, and finally we had to translate it we had to change some stuff for of course for the American readers knows a lot more about basketball than the German average reader so a lot of stuff has, has been changed a little bit but I think it's it's a cool read so uh, if you want to check it out go ahead <laughs> yeah it is uh, of course at, at bookstores everywhere you mentioned in a uh, Q and A uh, this week with our buddy Mark Stein that you actually you did read it, which I don't know that everybody reads the a book about themselves. If there was an autobiography, obviously they're involved in it. This was a biography, so it is certainly you're you are heavily involved in that. You were cooperating with it and giving him a lot of access, but it it wasn't your work. So you read it, um, and you got from what you told Stein pretty emotional. Uh, why was that? Were there particular parts that really just kind of hit you? What, what triggered it for you? I think right away the start, if you read the book, is is about my last game. And when I read the book, um, you know, in German two years ago, it was just when I had just retired. And I think maybe everything was so fresh in my mind. He does a wonderful job of, of in his book. Like I said, he's, he's, a, he's an author, so he describes these scenes really well, even with facial expressions of, of the fans. And it's just, he can always almost put you in, in at that time. That's how good he writes it. And so, I, I don't know, it was just, I was emotional. It was, it was, I just had retired and it just, it just hit the spot. So I was actually on, on a plane going somewhere and I had some tears coming in, in my eyes. It's just, that was for me the most emotional part, uh, reading some of the fan reactions and, and just my last game and that whole, the whole spectacle of, I will never forget. So that would actually, for me, that was way more emotional than any other parts of my family story or, or winning the championship and all that. I think the, the, the last game, the last home game, the, the ceremony they put on for me, uh, that, was, that was unbelievable. You were always, you know, great with the media during your career, but you there was probably a certain like there were lines obviously. You weren't giving everything away. And so there's a lot in this book it seems like where you were ready to open up more about life and process and and everything along the way. Um do you think it was that he hit you at the, 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 the right time to be a little bit more forthcoming or maybe also knowing, like, did you know when you guys first started on this? Because he worked on this for like seven years. Did, did you know, like, OK, by the time this comes out, I'll probably be re- I'll be retired. So it won't I don't have to worry about saying things now that might ruffle feathers in, in the present while I'm still playing. Like, do, were you more open because of the time? And also you, you also had the championship in hand at that point. I think all of that plays a factor. I think I was not great at the media when when I first started. I think I was shy. It wasn't my language. Uh, I didn't want to say the wrong thing, so then I kept my answers really short. Or most of the time, I didn't even want to do interviews. And then, you know, the language got better. Then I felt more comfortable, and I could be myself, and I could have fun. Uh, and so that's what I've been always trying to do: is is enjoy my time, and 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 you know give the media, of course, the, the access that they need because uh, I understand you understand the business part and uh, the media is a, is a great uh, platform to, to, to help you out and it's, it's, it's a give and take. So I always had a good relationship with, uh, with the media over my career, uh, only just the beginning was a little tough. And then, you know, I think the championship helped me a lot, you know, settle in. It kind of took a little bit of weight off my shoulder and I could... Uh, 
I don't know if more proud, be more, have more confidence in, in interviews because I'm basically in, in my head. I'm like, I, I've made it. I've, I've brought a championship to Dallas and that was, uh, that helped settle me, uh, me down a lot in interviews. And then, yeah, also knowing the fact that Thomas is going to do good work and I wanted to give him as much access as, as possible because I like doing interviews, but I never really gave away too much private information about my my wife, my kids, and, and stuff like that. So he even got to my uh, went to my house, took some photos there. So that's the stuff is in there that's uh, that I've never done before. But uh, felt comfortable with Thomas, and like I said, he was just part of uh, part of my crew at the end. So uh, I think I, I gave him enough access where it's where it's a cool read. But uh, you know, he didn't he didn't really live at my house or anything like that. <laughs> um. There's this this thing we do in the media and with and fans also about talking about the NBA and specifically about your career. But in, and you're not the only one. But it's like, oh, well, the championship changed everything. Like Dirk Nowitzki, he was this amazing player, scored a bazillion points, changed the game, changed how we see big men, all these other things. But well, the championship that's this crowning achievement, and like literally, that's of course true. And I'm sure you see it that way too. But there's also this where we put you in the, you know, the all-time pecking order, whether it's among all international players or all-stars, period, or where, you know, uh, Bill Simmons talks about the, the pyramid. The championship does something different. Are we wrong to do that, or do you see it that way yourself? Because your game is your game. Your accomplishments, everything else that you did on the court is identical with or without the championship, right? And, then, and those things turn on, like, Couple shots by you, couple shots by Jason Terry. It's like it's not you know JJ Barrett. Like it's never one thing, but we say oh this changed everything. Is that ridiculous or is it right? It's a, I get both both sides. You know I'm I'm you know I'm I'm a huge Charles Barkley fan, and I cannot fault him for not winning the championship because he ran into you know Michael Jordan, who to me is the greatest player of all time, and so I'm sure in the '90s did a lot of other. Uh, players that that were right there, or or the Knicks, or whoever, uh, with Ewing, and so I cannot fault some of these great players uh, for not winning a championship. But on the other hand, I did want the same thing. I wanted to win one uh, for for my career as well. And like you said, it it does add uh, another level to to your career. So I definitely wanted that on on my resume so uh yeah i think we put a little bit of, of too much emphasis of winning it but at the end of the day that's that's what we all play for to, to be the best to, to compete against the best and, and and get to the top of the mountain so I'm, I'm a little bit torn i'm a little bit torn i think uh of course it's it's huge to win a championship but i can't fault my my guys that, that played so hard and tried but uh, didn't end up uh, getting over the top um during the peak of your career, well, it's actually starting from the moment you entered the league, Dirk, and then through all those peak years, that was a time when the power forward was like the glamour position in this league, and it was stocked. So you come in, Carl Malone obviously still kicking people, you know, kicking people's asses. Rasheed Wallace, Chris Webber, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, Jermaine O'Neal. I mean, I could go on. Yes. Um, <laughs> describe the nightly gauntlet, and mo- a lot of those guys were in the Western Conference too mm-hmm. uh, for most of their careers. How do you describe the nightly gauntlet, especially for you when you're coming in as like the you know skinny teenager from Germany, just trying to kind of find your way? Yeah, it was uh, it was amazing. Uh, every night you had you had the challenge on, on my position, and uh, the problem really for me was on the other side of the floor, on the defensive side. You know, <laughs> so I had to find a way to stay you know efficient enough to stay on the floor. I can still. 
you know, I got good at fronting these guys when they were posting me because I was obviously my upper body wasn't quite ready yet to, to hold these guys off. So I worked on techniques to front a lot. And, you know, when they lobbed the ball over there comes Sean Bradley. So I, I had to work really hard on, on that end. And on the offensive end, uh, things were starting to click with Steve and, and Mike. But, um, yeah, the power forward position was uh, was loaded, and later with Zach Randolph and so many Rashid Wallace in Portland, there were so many uh, so many great players, uh, and it, it was fun to compete against the best every night. So, you know, I think you raise your level if you know you have to bring it every night, and I think that helped my consistency over the years, and because uh, you can't take a night off. They're all tough. Those guys were all stars, and they all brought something different to the table. Who's the guy, though, when it's like three hours to game time or you wake up from your afternoon nap and you're like, ah, shit, man, I got to deal with this guy. Like, who's the guy who made you stress out the most? I mean, there were, like you said, a lot of challenges on, on the power forward position. There were some great defenders. Of course, Kevin Garnett's uh, length. We've had some great battles over the years. Uh, I remember Kenyon Martin or, you know, Haslam was a very good defender in our position. Uh, you know, Kenyon Martin, like I said, uh, there, Sean Marion, we had some good battles in Phoenix back and forth. It was a little, it was actually the guys that were a little under, uh, smaller than me, but quicker. And, and they can still, on my spin, be there and kind of long enough still and athletic enough to, to challenge my turnaround. Uh, those guys gave me some problems. Um, so there's been some some great battles with uh, with, with with great competitors and uh, great athletes. So uh, these just really to name a few. But l- like you said earlier, there was there was a challenge in, in every game. Somebody had length. Somebody had athleticism. And uh, was, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a tough league. And especially then, like I say, especially at your uh, position. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, Rob Parker here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like the rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with the new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a Toyota truck you buy Toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national 
national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. All right, so you've been out for a couple of years now. Um, what do you, like, I, it's always interesting to me when guys leave the game, this is such a, a big part of your, your life, your routine, but the competitive drive part of it, especially to leave that behind. I think when guys leave the game, it's always missing. You know, there's camaraderie, people, all this stuff, but there's routine. This is your every day is kind of programmed for, for most of the year, but also like there's this competitive drive that I don't think people realize, especially for guys who played at your level, who are soon to be hall of famer in your case, all time, you know, the 75th anniversary team, like you're a different level. Like some of these guys could probably walk away and be like, I'm fine. I, I, I think like guys at your level, it's, it's harder. What are you doing to fill the competitive drive are you kicking people's butt at checkers like what like how are you feeling this because i know also you're still limping a little on the foot and ankle yeah so. I've, I've have a little bit of problems now you know uh in, in my ankle over you know played for 21 years so uh, i don't really play any basketball anymore i play a little tennis uh some doubles that's fun and uh, for a little bit, get the competitive juices flowing. I do play chess with my son, yeah. and he is really good. Uh, so I have a battle there. But honestly, I was I was looking forward to retirement. Uh, it's it's it was a long time, and obviously twenty one years, uh, and and my health was declining there. My last two years, so I think I was looking forward to things settling down, uh, traveling with the uh, with the kids, and enjoying and, and food and and traveling. So I think I was ready for it, and. I think my first year was, was, of course, strange. October rolls around. I enjoyed the summer first, of course, then October comes around, and there was just this emptiness. You know, you don't, you don't need to report to camp. Uh, the season started, and you're watching from home. Uh, I think that was the strangest time in, in retirement so far, and I missed it, of course, there. But other than that, i got to say I've adjusted really well. I'm, I'm staying busy. I'm doing other stuff. Um, so, and I'm enjoying a lot of time with the family. And we are traveling a lot. So um, i got to say I'm in a really good place. And I'm, in, I'm enjoying life. I'm, I'm picturing you. That's all wonderful. I'm picturing you uh, playing doubles tennis. Like, one, um, doubles, you don't have to cover as much ground. So the foot and ankle, That's not as much of an issue. Sure. Also at your side, like you don't have to move at all. Probably play. You could just like reach out and cover like most of the court without actually moving. Your yeah. Foot. And the good thing is I told the guys we play with, you cannot drop shot against me because I can never get there anymore. <laughs> so you have to play uh, a long ball to me. And, uh, that way I can, I can have a good workout and, and, uh, my opponents can have fun because if they drop shot me, there's just no chance I'll get there at this point in uh, my life. But no, I enjoy tennis. You know, tennis was my first sport, uh, and it's a my all my kids are playing now because first of all, it's great for hand-eye coordination. It's great for footwork, and it's a sport. You know, you can play for the rest of your life, even if you cannot move. Like in my case, you can't move much anymore, and you can still have some fun with 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 friends. And so, uh, uh, tennis is a, is a great sport for that that I can play for the rest of my life. Um, anything you can do with the foot and ankle? I mean, I, I mentioned I mean, while we bumped to each other in uh, in Cleveland um, on on uh, All Star Weekend, and you're you're definitely favoring it a little bit. Is there is there any like it did not look comfortable? Can no, you it's, the dress shoes definitely make it worse. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I just have to be healthy. Uh, it helps when I don't have a lot of sugar and I watch my diet. And you know, I'm, I'm lighter. I need to lose a little more more weight, and then I think it's it's fine. Yeah. Uh, it's just, you know, when, when I'm not really living that healthy lifestyle and I'm letting myself go a little bit, it's when uh, it gets a little worse. But 
Overall, honestly, I don't want to complain. You know, I played 21 years. Of course, you're not going to get out of there with, without anything. So it's fine. I can manage, and, uh, and I'm enjoying life. Uh, speaking of uh, uncomfortable and at All-Star Weekend, um, you and Dwayne Wade shared, <laughs> shared the broadcast booth on TNT for a few minutes, and I'm watching him going like, I'm not sure. What am I picking up on? Is it like this is kind of fun and interesting and it's a cool moment? Or is there still like a little like 2006, 2011 kind of thing going on? What, what was what was the, the vibe? No, I think we're we're both past that. Yeah. Um, and, we, you know, we we got honored that my our last season at the All-Star yeah. and, you know, we, we exchanged jerseys our last season together and. Uh, so I think we're we're past that. I think there were some some times where we, we didn't really speak, and uh, there were were uh, stuff said uh, on both sides in interviews. I guess that the other side didn't appreciate. So there were some some cold times. I would I would describe them. But I think at the end of the day, uh, there's mutual respect there for for each other's careers and what they what they what they did for for the sport and for their teams. So I think. These these cold times or, or frosty times are behind us, and I'm happy for him. Um, what he's been able to accomplish, and now what he's doing after his career with you know his TV and, and obviously part owner now of the Jazz, and so uh, he's doing big things, and uh, I'm happy for him. Any grudges from your NBA career? Anybody you run into, you'd be like, not nah, turn around, walking the other way, or, or you like- know, you know me, I'm super easygoing. <laughs> um, you know. There's a few guys that are a little sensitive. They they thought that I got them traded, oh. uh, which of course is not not really the case. Uh, it's a fine line of of being a franchise player and sometimes being involved on the business side or knowing about trade rumors and stuff like that. Um, but other than that, I don't have any grudges against ex, ex, or teammates or, or ex opponents. Uh, not at all. I usually got to I got to the gym. I tried to help my team win, and, and I was all about business. And then uh, I went home to, to to my family or or do my own thing. So I was I was never really getting getting too involved with with opponents. I figured not, but I figured I'd ask. Um, and so the NBA seventy five ceremony itself uh, was. Rather amazing, um, you know. The va- you know, I can't remember how many was it. S- not 60, 40, 50, whatever that that were that of you that were actually there. Um, and it wasn't just the ceremony. There was some time where you guys were, I think, gathered up for some photo opportunities and everything else. I think at the, the Cavs practice court. What was that like? Were there guys that you set out? Did you when you arrived the weekend? Were there guys that you're like, I need to meet this guy because I hadn't met him before, or just people you wanted to rub elbows with for the first time? Tell me, like, who. Who were the, the the big ones for you? Well, I gotta say that was the most special moment of that weekend. Uh, I was a little late, uh, and then I came in that on the cast practice facility, and I walked in, and almost everybody was there already, and just seeing everybody, and um, that was, I think, the most special moment for me. Just the wow effect, like this. I'm a part of this group right here. I mean, look around. This is uh, this was fantastic. So, I think that was the the, the most special moment uh, of the whole weekend. Walking in on the on the cast practice facility, that was that was unbelievable. And really shared some great laughs with everybody. Talked to Shaq, talked to Charles Barkley, of course, who I love. Got to meet Bob Pettit for the first time. Uh, that was super cool. Talked to Cream a little bit, who who had a photo shoot for the whole '75 thing uh, a few months earlier. And, uh, I mean, there was not one guy. I talked to Kevin McHale a bunch and um, the Admiral. 
uh, of course, big fans. So uh, I don't know. It was just super cool to be in that room and being part of the crew. And I missed a couple of guys. I wish Tim and Duncan was there, you know, yeah. Carl Malone or my boy Steve Nash. Uh, I, missed, I missed a couple of the guys that, uh, that I shared some, some great uh, battles with. Um, but uh, it's still amazing, the guys, uh, the guys that were there. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, Rob Parker here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like the rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with the new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a Toyota truck you buy Toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com toyota let's go places your boy mr nash is in covid protocols as we tape this this will this will publish on friday but it's uh tuesday i'll let the listeners know as we're recording this your, your guy uh, went to protocols last night i didn't know that you last didn't know night? no because yes. <laughs> i almost went to his game so he coached the last night he no pre-game he sat down he's kind of coughing and sounding not so great or whatever and did his whole pre-game uh you know media and the next thing you know they he was tested in the protocols so that was that i think jacques vaughn coached last night i didn't know that because last night we had an event with the book and then we went to dinner so i didn't even see that yeah uh, i'll text him now because oh, i was no. thinking like you know if you had any plans to see him while you were here briefly yeah, i guess that no, would be out the window I, I, anyway the, last night would have been the time to go but uh no no i didn't i didn't, I didn't i'm not gonna end up seeing him uh, do you? Ch- how often do you check in with him? Like he's had the weirdest start to a coaching career. I mean, obviously, he came in. You, you've got a star stock team and everything else, and then another star. But now that star's gone, and it's a different star. Harden, Simmons, whatever. Kyrie plays only half the game. Like it's, it's nuts. How's how's he holding up? Are you are you counseling him long distance? You know, honestly, I, I'll check on him once in a while. I don't want to bother him too much. I know he's uh, there's a lot on his plate. There is a lot on his plate uh, leading leading that ship. Um, so I check in occasionally on him every couple of weeks, say, hey, how's it going? How you feeling? And then I don't want to bother him with like basketball questions and stuff he needs to talk about anyways every day and get asked in press conference. So I want to check on him. How's he doing? How's life? How are the kids? 
Uh, and I'm sure when we get together at some point, maybe after the season, we'll, we'll dive a little bit further into what's happening, how was the season. Uh, but I don't really want to, you know, pile on and start asking how's how's KD, how's his health, when is he coming back? <laughs> I, you know, that's that's not me, and that's uh, yeah. I don't I don't want to bother him. But yeah, I'm sure it's a lot. You know, first in, in the New York market, of course, and then the high expectations, the pressure, and uh, and then all the injuries that came. I still think if if uh, if Kyrie and, and Harden don't get hurt last year, to me, they 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 should have won the championship. Um, so it's it's just it was disappointing. Uh, I was disappointed for him yeah. um, that that all that happened and then all the stuff that happened this year. So I'm sure in his you know two years he can already write a full book about uh, that whole circus. <laughs> so, but I wish him obviously well, and we're we're still very good friends. Um, does not sound like you are at all envious of him, his coaching career while you're chilling with your family, traveling through Europe for three months. I got to say I'm good. But, yeah. you know, he's, he's been out for a long time. I think yeah. he was out for five, six years or something. So he, he had that time that I'm doing now. He, he did all of that where he was all over the place and enjoying family, living by the beach in L.A. So yeah. he's done all that. And, you know, I, I guess he's just a few years ahead. I'm sure in a few years I'm, I'm getting that itch back and I want to do something or, or help out. Out and, and now I'm just obviously in a little advising role with the Mavs, I'm sure, or in future time, uh, maybe I'll get involved a little more. Um, but uh, as of now, I'm really enjoying my, the situation that I'm in. You're close to Cuban. You're still working with the Mavs. How often, how many times per year do you say, you know, if you had just resigned Steve back in the day? <laughs> I think I haven't brought that up in a minute. Uh, it's it's been a while, you know. At the beginning, uh, every time I said it to him, uh, he was really sensitive about it. I'm like, no, that was the right decision at the time. And then finally, I think we're all together with Steve somewhere at somebody's wedding, and we're all there, and we had a few drinks, and I, that was the first time he then admitted, uh, you know what, I made a mistake, which is a big step for Mark, you know that. <laughs> Those those couple words don't leave his uh, his mouth very often. So that uh, yeah, but honestly, I can see where where Mark came from at the time. Uh, understood, of course, it's a it's a business. Uh, Steve had some back problems at the time, and yeah. you know Phoenix offered him five six years, which which Mark didn't want to commit to. So I understood it at the time. Of course, the way uh, the way it played out, uh, it was it was a mistake. But hey. Uh, it might have been for the better of, of our careers anyways. I think that what Steve did in Phoenix uh, this, this following years was, was unbelievable to watch. And I was able to, to develop, obviously, into the player that I became. Because, um, you know, Steve left and Finn left the following year. And I was kind of like thrown into the, the deep end and say, hey, now you're the leader, take over. And then I was able to really grow in, into what I became. So, yeah, you know, who knows? I think uh, it, it, it all played out the way it did and it was fine. Um, we are. We just referenced the fact that Steve's coaching this team. We're obviously just James Harden forced his way to Brooklyn. Now has forced his way out of Brooklyn. Um, ben Simmons forced his way to Brooklyn. Kyrie Irving has forced his way. Uh, Paul George a couple of times. Like it's all. Like this is. I, I counted eleven forced trades in the last five seasons, including two guys, Harden and Paul George, who have each done it twice. This is the new normal. You spent twenty-one years with one franchise. Obviously, Kobe went. You know, start to finish with the Lakers. Duncan did it with the Spurs. I don't know if you guys are going to be the, the, the last. I mean, Steph is probably going to spend his entire career with, with mm -hmm. the Warriors. But um, 
whether it's free agency or now this new trend of forced trades, like it, it is it's this time where guys are bouncing around. And it wasn't always all happy times for you in Dallas either. What's the closest you ever came to whether it would have been to walk away or to ask for a trade? Was there ever a moment where you seriously considered it? Not really. I think the only reason would have been if we wouldn't have won the championship. You know, at, at the end of my career, uh, I could have maybe tried somewhere else to, to get that ring. I think that would have been really the only reason for me to leave. But, you know, for me, Dallas was the place. Um, the people supported me from the beginning, even when things weren't going right for me in my first year. And they always gave me standing ovation. So I felt like the fan base there wanted me to succeed and 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 they mark would obviously was always loyal to me and you know making me the franchise player and um so i always felt like in in my heart i wanted to pay that loyalty back and and, and be of course in dallas for the rest of my career and, and like i said the only reason would have been to, to chase a ring somewhere and and you know mm-hmm. uh, team up with uh, with some other players but other than that that uh, or or fortunately that never came that way because because we got that championship in 11 and you know, it's it's definitely new. Uh, we always felt like we the players didn't have enough power at the beginning of, of my career, and, and and the owners had all the power and could make all the moves. And and now it's almost shifting like a little bit of too much. I think there there should be like a happy medium, but now uh, the players, uh, you know, forcing themselves out it, it, to me is is not the way to go either. So I wish we could find. Uh, a little happy medium there. I'm not sure how to get there, um, but yeah, I'm. I'm still. I was old school. Um, for me, I don't want to sit here and judge these guys that 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 are doing that. I think everybody has to know what's best for themselves, for their career, for their brand. You know, everybody has a brand now, uh, and and what's best for their family. For me, it was staying in Dallas. Um, it worked out great there, and, and I've had my, my family there, and I loved it, and, and I grew into the community. So that's something that just worked for me, but uh, of course I get it. It's, it's not for everybody. When you watch the game now, and you see what Giannis at essentially seven feet is doing, what Joel Embiid is doing, what Jokic is doing, do you watch those guys and go like, yeah, I did that? That was that, like I don't mean that you did what do, they're doing, but like you paved the way. You were the seven footer who stepped out and hit threes and one legged shots and put the ball on the deck and everything else and, and, and changed the way we view seven footers. So do you do you see that? Is there a little pride in, in like where this has gone? Of course, it's it's great to see these these guys come over uh, and, and do all that from you know come from Europe or from wherever from Africa. And, and have an impact on his league, uh, and, and and play the way they play. Uh, it's it's fun to see. I, I think it just shows the evolution of basketball of the league the last 20, 25 years. Um, and there were a few guys, of course, that helped me. Uh, we mentioned Trent already, a guy like Kukoc who could spread the floor, put the ball in the deck a little bit, and then. If I took that to another level, then of course I'm honored and humbled. And if I helped inspire some of these kids uh, to play the way they do now, then or play just a small role in their careers, uh, then that's of course an, an honor for me. So it's been it's been fun to watch. Where where when I came in in the late '90s, how the game has evolved, what these big guys are doing now in in, sort, in, in terms of handling the ball and shooting and the skill level. Uh, when I came in the league, every four was still big and rebounders, and and now all the fours now shoot and, and drive and even run some pick and rolls. And uh, it's been it's been fun to watch where the game has gone over the last twenty years. Um, there's this fun commercial right now out 
kind of fun, kind of creepy LeBron talking to younger LeBron. Have you seen this? I have not. So, all right, so it's, it's current LeBron talking to like 17, 18 year old LeBron who's about to like come to the league. And it's this whole thing of like that, whole, you know, what do you tell your younger self, right? And what do you not tell your younger self? We can't actually do that, unfortunately, except in uh, shoe commercials. I think it's a shoe commercial. Um, so you can't go back and tell 18-year-old Dirk what to expect or how to handle it. But you do have Luca, and there were all these comparisons, you know, appropriate or not. And I know you, you said to Stein, I don't really consider myself a mentor, just a, a friend and, 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 a, and a, you know, a sounding board, whatever. But that's kind of the opportunity, right? Like you can tell a young Luca what young Dirk maybe needed to know. So is there anything to that? Are there, are there some things that where it's like you are looking at him as the version of you then that needed to hear some things that maybe you did not know? Well, you know, I think I'm a big uh, fan of going through stuff. I think you can't always say, hey, the, you know, the, you need to do such and such. I think everybody kind of has to find their own way, make their own experiences and, and learn from maybe some mistakes um, of course, I want to be there for him and, and guide him through if there's anything. Uh, but uh, I still think he, he needs to go through some of those some of those tough times, and, and, and that makes you better, makes you in a, in a more complete player and more complete person. So, uh, but if there's anything, always I can I can help him with. Uh, I'm obviously in, in his corner. I want him to succeed. He's a he's a great kid and a wonderful wonderful player. So. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always there for him if, if he needs me. And I'm not sure what I would tell myself if I was 19, 20 coming to the league now. I, I think, you know, some of these experiences I made were, were valuable. I think I would have probably changed my diet a little earlier. Uh, we, did, we just didn't know that much about diet and training early in my 20s. Uh, you know, as you know, we, we still ate hamburgers and chicken fingers pregame. <laughs> there, and, were McDo- uh, there was McDonald's in the locker room when I first yeah, just started for, covering for this sure. league in the yeah, late was, 90s. <laughs> yeah, we, we, had, we had no idea about that stuff. So <laughs> I think that's some of the stuff I would have done a little earlier. But other than that, you know, I had to go through these, all these playoff losses and, yeah. and experiences to, to come out at the, at the end on top. I think that's something I've learned as a parent too, right? Like my daughter's 16 now and there's all these things where I'm always like trying to think of like these ways I could like tell her like, and you can't keep your kids or, you know, or a protege like Luca, you can't keep them from making the same mistakes or whatever. You're right. Like everybody has to kind of find their own way. And it's something you kind of realize as a parent or in in your case, as, as maybe as as a mentor ish figure. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's frustrating, right? Because I, I want to like steer like my daughter clear of like, like no, no, don't do that. Like that's that's an idiotic thing to do. Like don't, yeah. you know. Um, it's sure. impossible. To, it's it's impossible to 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 avoid. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
Hey guys, LeVar Arrington here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrified horsepower farther than ever before or check out the fully redesigned tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a toyota truck you buy toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit Visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. I've, I've wondered about this over the years. When you came in, so we've got this, this kind of European revolution for a time there. Um, Pau Gasol comes in from Spain. You come in, um, and yeah, there was an, a, an Italian influx at one point. And you kind of think like this is the beginning of a wave, right? The NBA has become international. We talk about the 92 Olympics and the Dream Team as having, having opened up the world to this, this sport. And there wasn't like this massive pipeline behind you though. Like there have been, and there are, you know, today a few players from Germany in, in the league, but maybe not at the level that I think some of us thought, and not just, again, not just Germany, but Spain, Italy, um, the places that, that produced, you know, France. Um, what do you, is there anything to that? I, I Maybe just to the German program, but like, why, why haven't we seen like the next, uh, there's no next Dirk, that's stupid, but why, <laughs> why wasn't there more of an influx at, the, at a high level? Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure uh, why that is. Uh, I I always try to uh, play national team in the summer and, you know, promote the sport, make the sport bigger, have more kids. You know, as we know, in Europe, soccer is still number one everywhere. And what we try to do in POW or Tony Parker in France, we still try to play every summer for our national team to, to promote the sport, to make our sport bigger, to have the, the local fans there. Uh, see us and 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 get ex- maybe get inspired and so uh, I think we're doing okay. Uh, we've had some some good players come out from Germany, but maybe not uh, or or from Europe, maybe not at the level that we we were hoping. Uh, but we have Schroeder and we have some Maxi, and of course we have we have really good players. So hopefully in the future we have uh, even more and. Uh, even greater players come up. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's what we always try to do is, is be present in the summer, play, and promote our sport. A couple more before I get you out of here. I know you got a few more of these to do. Um, any personal disappointment in seeing Luca and Porzingis not ever quite click at that level? A lot of there's a health issue with Porzingis, uh, or health issues, I should say, but um, broken up a couple weeks ago at the trade deadline. How would you feel about it? Yeah, sad. Uh, sad, I think. If you look on paper, uh, those those two were meant for each other. The way they play and the game is played now. KP is just the perfect five nowadays. You know, with his length, with the shooting abilities, uh, can pick and pop, uh, can pick and roll, can switch it up, can guard the uh, guard the rim. So uh, I'm not really sure what what fully uh, transpired there. I wasn't there every day, uh, but you know, that it's just unfortunate. I think. We had that those guys set up to be successful for a long, long time, and just 
you know, sometimes for whatever reason, just uh, don't work out the way you had that planned. Um, but, you know, I like KP. I got to know him a little bit there. He was traded to us uh, in my last season. So obviously he didn't play there. He was, he was still hurt, but got to spend a lot of time with him, see him on a daily basis, how hard he worked to get back. And so uh, hopefully he can stay healthy. I mean, I'm a big fan of his game. Um, hopefully he can stay healthy enough to uh, – to have a great rest of his career. I mean, I was, I'm a big fan. It feels like the Mavs are now in that position where they were often in with you, where it's like you get that one transcendent star, a Dirk Nowitzki, a Luka Doncic, and then the whole thing is, all right, where are we going to find that second guy? And the, that was the vision for Porzingis was to be the co-star. It didn't quite work out that way. And so now I feel like, like that, that's, you know, Cuban and the organization are back to that same place where they were with you a lot of the time, where it was like, all right, how do we get the right guys around this so that we can see Luca on the biggest stage? Yeah, and uh, obviously there's numerous ways, uh, whether that's through draft, uh, whether that's through, through free agency, but, uh, you know, the, the, your goal is always to, uh, to improve your franchise and, and uh, obviously um, help Luca out at the, at the highest level. So I think another playmaker helps. So I think extra Spencer Dinwiddie has been, has been great for us since, since the trade. We needed another playmaker. We can take some pressure off of Luca, But, yeah, I'm sure that's the, that's the goal here for, uh, for the future, you know, find, find the best players around him, uh, keep the pieces that we want to keep, of course, and, uh, and see where it goes. But, you know, we have Luca obviously, for the next, what, four or five years, so... That's obviously something you can build on and, and find some some budding stars that uh, that mesh with his game, and so uh, we'll we'll see what the Mavs can pull off the next few years. I want to go a quick different direction here before we wrap up, um, and just kind of go back actually to something we were talking about earlier. Uh, you're, you had a great relationship with the media, and you talked about how you kind of evolved over time as you got more comfortable. You obviously got to be pretty close to, to our buddy Mark Stein and, 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 and that relationship, I, I think, uh, benefited you both over, over time. <laughs> During, uh, probably Mark more than you, let's, let's yeah, be, let's be sure real. sure Mark more. <laughs> All-Star Weekend, Adam Silver kind of threw out this, what for us in the media was a little bit of a bombshell, talking about that he might want to keep the locker rooms closed forever. So the pregame and, and postgame access that you had with, with Stein and Tim McMahon and others, you know, out, out in, in Dallas or that, that I've, enjoyed as a cut reporter for my 25 years covering the league that that might be no more and i just open-ended like how did how did you feel because there's issues that go behind that too are players comfortable in there you know are guys mm -hmm. getting changed in there guys don't really get changed in the locker room anymore in today's yeah. nba but um how did you feel about that both the, the the pluses and the minuses there of of we are invading your space to an extent but at the mm -hmm. same time you you ha you do like in all seriousness you and mark stein have a very good relationship and this is the case across the league with players and reporters who cover them on a daily basis the beat writers who are there mm. day in day out and um and that's from my perspective that's how we get to know you guys and 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 understand what you're about and tell the best stories and get the best insight and there's really no other place for that and so that's the case we make right how did it you know how did you see it from your side of it I mean, I gotta say, at the beginning, it was it was hard and weird for me. I've never, I wasn't used to it in Germany. So my first game, all of a sudden, there was all this German media. I'm trying to get dressed for the game, and uh, I got anxious. And uh, but then, of course, I got used to it. It was part of the business. Uh, you're right. That's when you form relationship. When you sit there, get dressed, and you know you're done done with the big scrum, and somebody would just stand there with you and. Uh, and ask for a couple more minutes and you, you take your time and you talk on a personal level even and uh, and that's how you get to know people even better so 
I see both sides. You know, if if you uh, at an All Star game or at the finals or playoffs, and it was so packed. Sometimes after games, you're like, okay, this is getting ridiculous. You can barely get to your locker. Uh, I mean, that that's too much. Then I feel like uh, as well. So. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of I, I see both sides. I see both sides. You keep the locker room uh just for the players. Um like you know, like it is in soccer or, or other big clubs where, you know, you have your mixed zone or whatever the case may be or your press conferences, but the locker room stays sacred. Um Yeah, I don't know what to tell you there. You know, I, I can I can I can see both both arguments for sure. But uh, yeah, you were right. That's that's after games is when you form a good relationship with uh, with the writers that spend a lot of time with you. Yeah, no, it's a complicated issue to be sure. And yeah. uh, you know, obviously, people on my side of it, you know, we want to be sensitive to the, the players too. And over time, in my 25 years covering the league, as you noticed, because our our careers, my career covering it, and your career span track most of the same years. It did change. There were more people in there, and it got a little more chaotic. Yeah, I, I so think, there's that's that part. I of think it too. when it got a little out of control was when we let every blogger in, and you know, and that's that's when it got a little bit out of hand. Uh, but I mean, I understand some of the obviously the big time writers and your beat writers that need to be there every day, be around, and, and find good stories to write about. I think, uh, yeah, that that makes sense if they're around for sure. Last thing before I get you out of here, uh, I believe you're Hall of Fame eligible next year, right? 2023. Yes. Uh, are you already <laughs> like by the look on your face? I'm going to think you are already thinking about it a little bit. Um, not to presume anything, I'm pretty sure you're going in on the first ballot. Do you already start thinking about like who's presenting you and, and that kind of thing? Uh, not, I haven't thought that far, but uh, you know, as far as I remember, it has to be somebody who's in the yes. Hall of Fame, right? Yes. Because uh, I went for, for Steve and, and Jay Kidd. I went, that was my first time going a couple of years ago uh, to support, obviously, the two, the two point guards that helped me so much in, in my career. And it was fun just to seeing everything and, and seeing the ceremony. So I uh, had a great time. And, uh, you know, of course, hopefully Steve and Jay Kidd will be there for me. And then I will I'll call upon them uh, maybe to, uh, to, to put me in the hall if that happens. Uh, you know, hopefully old Nelly Nels uh, is, is still around by then. You know, he's, he's not leaving Maui much anymore, <laughs> but... You know, he's, uh, he's my guy, and he got me started uh, back in the days and, and, you know, let me play my game. So I owe, uh, owe old Nels a lot, and so hopefully he'll be around um, uh, when, when the time is right. So uh, that's, uh, I guess that will be my crew if it ever gets to that point. That would be a pretty good crew. And Nash had one of the best. I was at that one, and Nash had one of the great speeches that I've heard at the Hall of Fame. So that's a high bar. You got to somehow. I mean, uh, you got to top Steve on that he one. He's a he's a smart guy, and and I remember he didn't look on on the monitor once, and I was like, how how did you do that? You, you know, you have to send your speech uh, a couple of days before, and then, or a week before, and then they put it up. And he said, I didn't even look at that speech. I I, I, I wasn't quite sure what I was going to say, and then he just. It came all from the heart. So wow. that night, so yeah. he's uh, yeah, he's a smart guy, and he's uh, he's obviously aware, very well spoken. So I don't think I could top that. <laughs> awesome. Well, I look forward to uh, seeing you again. If no, if, if if not before, then in Springfield sometime in uh, calendar year 2023. Dirk, this has been phenomenal. Again, the book, folks, is The Great Novitsky, Basketball and the Meaning of Life by Tomas Pletzinger. Go find that at bookstores everywhere. Dirk, uh, thanks so much for spending the time, man. It's been a blast. Thank you. Good to see you. You too. 
Okay, that's it for today's show. My thanks again to Dirk Nowitzki. Thanks to Will Scarlett and the folks at WW Norton & Company for coordinating and for hosting the interview. Thanks, as always, to our producer, Shelby Royston. Thank you all for listening. Remember, you can hear Chris Mannix and me every Tuesday on The Crossover with all the latest NBA chatter. And then on Fridays, it's me and a guest. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to The Crossover wherever you get your podcasts. And hit me with all your feedback on Twitter, at Howard Beck. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know... What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN.